Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm here in Frisco, Texas. With me, I've got Dallas, Texas's own Maurice Hooker. Maurice, bigger fight announced today for you against Regis Brogray. When I spoke to you last time, I think it was in Phoenix in your fight, you said, I want Josh Taylor. You've got Regis. How are you feeling? I mean, I'm, I'm still pumped up about the fight. It's another big fight. But I wanted uh, a real tie. I wanted, uh, you know, Josh Taylor. But Regis is a dude. He's a big name. He's one of the best at 140 still. And uh, I'm ready to get it on. Regis said a quote in the, the email that we got sent out saying there's some bad blood between you two. What is the bad blood, if you can elaborate a little bit more? Just, you just talk too much, you know. You, you talk too much. It's time to sh shut up and fight. And stop out there talking like a little girl. And let's get in the ring and let's handle like men. When you, you've seen Regis against Josh Taylor, you've obviously watched that fight. What can you take from that fight to help you and basically to go in there against uh, Regis in, was it April 17th? Yes. I, I just seen Josh Taylor get close to the fight, end of the fight. He was using his size. He was pushing him around. You know, he was just, he was handling him. So I'm going, you know, going to use that a little bit too. The fact that you are the bigger man, you're going to be, you just one, it's at 143 pounds, the fact that you are the bigger man, you're going to use that to your advantage? Oh, yes. You know, I'm going to use everything I have to my advantage. The height, the size, my arm reach, and my power. You know, uh, it's going to be a good fight. I know I'm the underdog, and I love it. You know, it made me train harder, made me go harder, and I just hope he's ready. Can you stop, Regis? Can you get the stoppage? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm already thinking about it, yes. I'm not looking past him, but he's a good fighter. But yes, I can. Uh, yes, I'm use my jab, use my reach, and make him desperate to come in with the big looping shots he do. You beat Regis, you go on. Do you think that your name is up there? So there's three 140-pounders, the two champions, which is Ramirez and Josh, and then yourself, and then hopefully whoever wins that Ramirez, Josh Taylor, you want the winner, right? Yes, yeah, I mean, I, yes, I just want to fight the best out there. You know, uh, when I got the phone call, I won it. I know I won it. You know, I just want the big guy out there. The whoever the friend thinks is the best, I won. Is it Maryland? Are you disappointed that I know that Regis is... Uh, trained out of Houston, you're from Dallas, are you disappointed a little bit that it's not in Texas somewhere? Yes, I mean, I wanted in Texas, you know, I mean, like I said, he do train in Houston, or I think he went to California now, but yeah, I don't know, yeah, yeah. He did train in Houston. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he got a good fan base out there, why not? That'd, that'd be nice. We met right there in San Antonio somewhere. Yeah, yeah, well, I've been to Dallas twice, and I love this city, man, I love this city, I really do. You said that you're the underdog, but of recent time, the last six or seven, eight months, we've seen underdogs prevail. We've seen Andy Ruiz against Joshua. We've seen Tyson Fury last weekend, who's a slight underdog against Wilder. So underdogs can do it. Oh, yeah, you know, and I'm going to show you again, you know, come fight night. You know I mean? Come on, I man. Everybody who knows boxing, just look at the size, look at the style. It's, it's the fight everybody wants to see. You know, I'm going to use everything I have to advantage. I want to ask you then, there's two champions in this division, Josh Taylor Ramirez. When they fight, who wins? I don't know, that's a toss-up right there. That's a very good fight. That's a good fight. It's a toss-up. I mean, I'm rooting for both of them. You know, both of them are champions for a reason. I'm rooting for both of them. I mentioned Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, last weekend. Did you watch the fight? Were you surprised, like everyone else, the way Tyson approached that fight? Ah, yes. I was very surprised. You know, I like, first, I like, why did Tyson Fury gain that, all that weight? But then, come fight now, you can see why. He was hitting and grabbing, using the weight on him. I mean, he's smart. He's a smart guy. I mean, he, he won... I mean, I'm a fan now. I was being a fan, but now I'm really a fan now. I mean, I mean, I think they do a rematch. I do think he'll win again. Joshua Tyson Fury, who wins? Uh, yeah, Joshua Tyson Fury. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good one. I'm going to have to go with Anthony Josh because he's younger. Just just because. No, is he th what, 30, 31? He's 30. Tyson's 31, so there's only a year between them. I, mean, I don't know. That's, that's a toss-up. I thought he was a little older. It, that's a good fight. 
and best man win. Fingers crossed I'm going to be in Maryland on April 17th. What can we expect from you going into this fight? I mean, it's a tough name. Regis comes to fight. Can we expect a war from you? Oh, yes. I'm a, a good, smart war, though. Not just any kind of war. I'm going to be smart. I'm going to use, use my skills and show everybody that I can box. More, more. as always, thanks for this Five TV, brother, and uh, hopefully I'll see you on April 17th. Yes, thank you. Thank you. This is Andy Peroff, Boxing Social in association with Betfred and I'm joined by a new signing to the Matchroom stable, Mark Castro, here in Frisco, Texas. Mark, first and foremost, how are you? I'm doing good, how about yourself? I'm good mate, good, obviously good to hear you're doing well. I oh, know, sorry mate, <laughs> sorry about that. Obviously, we've just, just heard your announcement, you've joined up with Matchroom. Talk to me about the decision to do so. Um, it was a tough decision, but I felt like it was the best for my, my career to turn, uh, turn professional. And um, I made many sacrifices, me and my family, and to be in this position. And I'm thankful for Eddie Hearn and for putting a great deal together. And now it's time to get to work. Talking about who else you was in discussions with, we see it a lot with the amateur guys. As soon as they're contemplating turning over into professional ranks, you know, the promoters, the TV networks, kind of like vultures trying to pick you all off one by one. What was it like trying to deal with the different networks and promoters trying to get you to sign with them? Um, it was, uh, I've been dealing with it since I was 16. I had to mature really young from my first World Amateur World Championship. It was uh, promoters, managers coming at us. And, and it's, just, it's just difficult to deal with, but I feel like we made the right decision with uh, Keith Conley and uh, Eddie Hearn. And it was just tough. I had to mature at a young age and uh, I gotta continue uh, doing my thing in the boxing room. Let's talk about first your amateur background. Is it two two world amateur titles as well as seventeen national titles? Seventeen national titles, and uh, I was a 2015 Aiba Junior World Champion in Russia, and the 2016 Youth World Champion in Russia. And I had to beat everybody out in the USA to represent USA both years, and then again uh, beat everybody out of the world. So what should what should sorry what should we expect from you when you are in the ring? Um, I uh, expect like a great fighting style. I fight good. Um, I'm always going to give 100% in the ring and in the gym. So uh, my ability to adjust to any opponent, I'll be ready for any anybody. How do you kind of see your career progressing? Obviously, we've seen Eddie sign a host of fellow young amateurs. How do you kind of see your career progress progressing? I feel like I will fight by fight. Uh, my main thing is to train hard every day, improve every day, and when I'm ready for a world title, we'll get to a world title, and um, I feel like Eddie's the right man to be with. What was it, let's, I just want to know as well, what was it like when you first spoke to Eddie? Eddie's one of them, you know, he's, he's funny, he's got, you know, he's witty. What was it like when you first spoke to him? Eddie Heron is a really great guy. Um, when you talk to him, he like electrified to you, he brings up like, gives you chills. He just the paints a picture in your mind when he's talking about boxing. He's, you can see the passion in his voice and it's, it was great talking to him and I noticed he's a really tall person. <laughs> yeah. We mentioned just off camera, you know, the British fans, because we, we were just briefly talking about Wilder Fury and what it was like for you to be there. When do you think we could see you start to travel around? Eddie mentioned some of the places you could go, you know, Saudi, England, or just the UK in general, Italy, Germany. You've got all these different countries, you know, what type of discussions have you had with Eddie about possibly fighting in those countries? 
it's kind of like Eddie wants me to fight on every big card. He uh, he's all like, whenever you whatever card you want, you're on it. Like, and then he's just telling me, uh, whenever you want to slow down, just you you just tell me. But um, we're ready. You can fight like three, four, five, six times this year, and we're ready to get to work. We mentioned obviously that World of Fury card this past weekend. What was your thoughts on Tyson's victory? Um, my much respect to Tyson, uh, and the, the best thing I like about Tyson at the end, he just get thank God, thank God at the end, and that's great because you don't you don't see it at that platform, you hardly do. But uh, Fury went in the gym, he seen what he, he messed up, and uh, he's a uh, champion again. What did you make of Tyson's style this time round? Obviously, everybody's used to seeing him box a bit more, whereas this time round he got in and just put the pressure on more and got the, the the towel thrown him from the opposite corner. Uh, Fury is a great fighter, and. Uh, I feel like um, he just he had the tools to win, and I feel like God gave him the God gave him talent to uh, fight that fight. And I he knew what he seen in that first fight, and um, it's kind of like he took Wilder's best punch, and uh, he's all like, "This guy can't do nothing to me no more." John Tyson has come out and he said that he wants he's going to exercise that rematch clause. Are you interested in a third fight? Uh, definitely interested in a first a third fight. Um, you can never count out Deontay Wilder. Uh, he's a great fighter. They're both great fighters. It's just uh, Fury was on a on a different level that night. And then just before I do let you go, obviously we're here in Texas. Just a small matter of Mikey Garcia and Jesse Vargas this Saturday. What are your thoughts on there about? Uh, I feel like Mikey and Jesse Vargas will put up a great show, but I felt Mikey should win and kind of show display his talents at the 147 division. And I feel like it's going to be a great fight because um, Jesse Vargas is a hell of a fighter. Well, Mark, we'll leave there now because I know that there's another media person waiting to speak to you. I won't mention his name, but it's, as always, it's been a pleasure. It's always it's a pleasure to catch up with you for the first time, and I will see you soon, hopefully in the UK. Thank you, Speed to Boxing Social. Uh, thank you, appreciate you. here with the one and only Regis Pro Grade. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. A little tired. Get, yeah. I got to get right back on the plane, but um, I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, This fight is a great fight, man. When I heard about it uh, yeah. coming here, it's uh, it really is just like the promoters were saying. You know, yeah, um, Josh Taylor and Ramirez have the belts, but, you know, you guys are, are right there. You guys just have, you know, what you guys really are. You know, and I feel like you guys are all so talented. It's kind of a round robin, really. Like, you know what, it, I mean, Taylor was better that night. Yeah. Who knows what happens the second time around. T talk about this fight and just, like you said, you talked to Eddie Hearn, you're like, hey, let's get it. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, like I said, I went to the press conference with Mikey and Jesse Vargas the first time, and I was just like, you know, let's get the winner. Let's get the winner of those two. And um, he was like, well, Eddie was like, well, what you think about Maurice Hooker? What? Hell yeah, let's do it. You know, let's do it. Let's the numbers right, which the numbers are, you know, let's do it. And you know, his team won it. And um the thing is like me and him have history, you know, we um People don't know, like I came up, you know, in I came up in like Texas and stuff like that. He's from Dallas. I lived in Houston for 13 years, so we actually we fought before in the amateurs, so we always had history and stuff. And I always knew that I was gonna fight him eventually one day, you know. Um, so now it's happening. I was just gonna ask about that. Being that you spent so much time in Texas, had you guys interacted? But what was that fight like? Who won? Did, did I, won, you? I won. I won. It was a close fight. You know, it definitely was a real close fight. You know, um, but I won that fight, and that's when I went to um, the the Olympic trials. What's that like, kind of finding someone who's good at that time of your life and kind of realizing, you know what, I'm going to see you again? 
What's yeah, that like? Of course. I mean, yeah, I, I always knew I was gonna see him again. You know, I mean, he was, and I, I mean, he can probably tell you, like, I remember, like, I was still an amateur. Like, he had turned pro, like, way before me, and I saw him on TV. I was like, bro, good job, bro. Like, you know, I want to do that one day, and um, you know, and I congratulate him on everything. But I knew. I was, you know, I was rising fast. And when I came out in the pros, I just, I came, I bursted on the scene because I was knocking everybody out. And so, um, and then I kind of surpassed him, basically. And I always knew that we was going to fight. I always knew eventually me and he was going to fight in the pros. And um, now's the time. What's that like with Bo Mack? You, like you said, you know, Bo Mack's going to talk shit. The team's over there, back there kind of talking. But yeah, yeah. Maurice is real quiet, real kind of, you know, just real, like, respectful of you yeah, and stuff. Is, right, it, right. is it hard because, you know, like, the emotions get high, but it, the guy who you're fighting isn't the one talking shit? Right, know? right. I mean... It's cool, man. Bo Mack gonna talk shit, man. That's that's what he's supposed to do. They're supposed to, like, try to get under my skin and stuff like that. But for me, like, none of that stuff matter, man. At the end of the day, it all matters in the ring, you know. And um, I know, like, a lot, something I learned from my last, like, my last fight with Josh Taylor, you know, I got into, like, a verbal sparring thing with him, you know. And that's really not my style. Like, I'm just, like, a silent killer. I don't I do not do too much talking to my opponents and stuff like that. Usually, you know, but me and him, we've seen each other for so long for building up to the fight. So it was, it's only natural that you kind of, keep going got to going back and forth you know but most of the time i'm just a, uh, you know i'm just silent with it and i'm you know that's that's just how i am so i don't care about none of that stuff you know fight night is is the only night that matters you know all these people or whatever you know and that's that's one thing like i said i went to the lions then i went to the old two we fought over 20,000 people in london so that doesn't bother me you know you can have you can have all these people here all you want the ring is the only thing that matters with that josh taylor fight when you look back on it, what did you learn from that fight? What what kind of changes have you made to to improve from from that fight? Which it was a close fight. It's not like you know there's a lot uh, to to take bad from that. But you know, obviously, it was a loss. So you, you improve from every fight. What did you take from? It? Right. I mean, the main thing is like I, I know I gave up the middle rounds. You know, like um that was just like my main thing with me. I just gave up the middle rounds, and I should have boxed a little more. You know, I, I and ever since, and I keep bringing this up because like ever since I started boxing. If I always felt like if I can hit you and I can hurt you and you can hit me, you can't hurt me, I automatically won the fight. But this was the first time it, it didn't happen like that. I remember like he hit me, he, he didn't hurt me in the fight, but I hit him and I hurt him a couple of times, but he still won the fight. He still got the decision, you know. So um, sometimes, you know, you guys just know when to box when you need to. And I'm like, I know I can be very elusive. I can be very slippery when I want to. But my thing is, it's all a mind thing with me because I, in my heart, I'm a fighter. I love to just fucking, I love to fight. I just, I like to bite down on my mouthpiece and I just, I like to get it in. And that's what I like to do. So sometimes, you know, um, and even, the thing is, like, even if you can't take a punch, you don't need to. You know, sometimes at, at the end of the day, it's like your health and stuff like that. So sometimes you just don't need to even no matter if you can take it or not. Just don't in, in the in the Taylor fight. You know, that's that's one thing I learned about myself. Speaking about that, about that kind of fighter mentality, Deontay Wilder seemed upset with with Mark Breland for having stopped the fight. Right. Um, do you what's your take on on that whole situation? I mean, I think Mark Breland should have stopped the fight probably around before that. To be honest, I think that he beat up Deontay Wilder. You know, like of course, like it's, listen, as fighters, you have to fight a heart. You want to go out on your shield. You don't. You, you you don't care. You don't want the fight the the corner to stop the fight. But you know, sometimes the corner knows better. The corner, you know, Mark Breland never see him get beat up like that before. So of course, if you never seen that. You got to do what you got to do. You're looking out for your fighters' health. You know, at the end of the day, they made $30, $40 million, you know. So, listen, like, you know, don't don't risk your health if you're getting beat up. If it's, if it's not your night, if it's, it's just not your night. And I really thought that no matter what, no matter if, if Deontay Wilder had a 100-pound vest on or a zero-pound vest on, <laughs> I just think that it was Tyson Fury's night. That was it. Like, sometimes that's just it, you know. Like, same thing with me and the Josh Taylor thing. Like, I know it was a close fight, and I think that it – 
<clears throat> excuse me, if it was here, then I probably would have got the nod. But that night, it was his night. That's it. Like that's that, that night is his night. Some things is already wrote in stone, and you can't do nothing to change about it. So um, that's that same thing I feel about the um, the Tyson Fury thing. Talk about Tyson's Fury's victory. How obviously you know it was it was his night, like you said. He looked very good. Mm -hmm. Is he clearly the number one heavyweight yes, in the world? Yes, yeah. For me, he is. He's definitely for me. I, before that, I thought that Deontay Wilder was. He was number two, and Anthony Joshua was number three. Now I really think that Tyson Fury is the number one heavyweight in the world. So um, I know Eddie wants to get it. You know he wants to get him with um, Anthony Joshua soon. Um, hopefully he'll do it. I, I got Tyson Fury. I mean, I, I, I mean, just big dude like that, elusive. You know, they say he he don't have power and stuff like that. Of course, he has power. You know, he's fucking two fifty or something like that. He had, pounds. Yeah, yeah. If you if you you got somebody like that, he's gonna hit hard, right? So, um, yeah, man, I think he's number one. Talk about uh, real quickly. It seems like Canelo might be fighting Billy Joe Saunders uh, coming up in May. Mm -hmm. It's a good fight, good style matchup. Uh, what do you think about that fight? Break that up. I mean, I think Canelo's number one pound for pound in the world. For me, in my opinion, you know, you got, I mean, you got Terrence Crawford and you got Lomachenko, but as far as like the, um, you talk about like the opponents wise and just how big he is and stuff, for me, Canelo's number one in the world. Billy Joe Saunders is definitely, you know, he's a, he's definitely a good fighter, but you know, I, I, I still, like I said, I mean, I got Canelo. Yeah, there it is. Regis Prograde fighting April 17th. Maurice Hooker. Can't wait for it, sir. Thank you so much, brother, for your time. Appreciate you as always. Thank you. Hey, Fight fans. It's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking this icon right here and hit the bell button so you can get notified every time we upload a new video. And we also have a free app available on iTunes and Google Play. So make sure you go ahead and download that. Bye, Fight fans. Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm here in Frisco, Texas. With me, I've got Eddie Hearn's new signing, 20-year-old Mark Castro. Mark, how excited are you to finally be turning pro? I'm really excited to uh, make this transition to the pro game. I like to uh, repeat the success in the amateurs that I had the amateurs and the professionals. I'm really excited to be signing with Eddie Hearn. Break down your, your amateur career. Somebody told me 17 national champions. You're 46 and one in international contests. Your overall record is something like 170 and seven or something like that. Yeah. Could you just break it down a little bit more for me? I'm a two-time amateur world champion. So two times uh, I went to Russia and on uh, two different years. In 2015, I won the junior world championships in Russia. And in 2016, I won the youth world championships in Russia. And the nationals is you fight the best of the best day for the whole week. And you can't lose. If once you lose, you're out of the tournament. And my amateur record is 177 wins and seven losses. That's very impressive. Very, very impressive. My next question is, why Eddie Hearn? Eddie Hearn is a great promoter. He has a great platform with uh, DAZN and Matchroom. And I feel like he'll display me on the biggest cars in the, the world. And uh, I feel like he's the right guy to go with to make me into a mega superstar. I've just spoke with Eddie about you just up on the stage there. He's still doing interviews. He said 
you're the next best thing coming out of the American boxing. You've got the opportunity. You, he's going to give you the platform. You've got the opportunity to go and become a multiweight world champion if you have the goods. He's also said that this year is going to make you. He's going to fight you in April at Maryland. He's going to take you over to London to fight on Anthony Joshua's card. Then he's going to take you to Saudi. Then he's going to take you to Italy, Germany. Does that does that excite you? Does that make you feel like the, the fact that your your career's mapped out already? Does that excite you? It really excites me, but I just know I. My the things I don't the things for me won't change like for me getting up in the morning going run uh, taking uh, going to the gym training hard it excites me because like I know my rewards are my hard work's paying off so why stop working hard now I got to keep working. What what, what weight are you gonna campaign at for your debut? Do you think? I feel like uh, I want to campaign at the 126 so I probably weigh in 127 128. Uh, they want me strong, looking good, and uh, put on a show that night. Because everyone's saying that you, you can go as high as 154 in the future. I mean, looking at the size of you now, you look like you, you can make Super Bantam. Well, featherweight, is it? Featherweight, is that what you, Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, they were just talking about it last night. Uh, like, just kind of like, a, in a, like oh, your career, what do you, you think you finish at? Maybe 154, and then like 147, so around there. But they're just, they're just trying to, like, hype me up and just get me to become, I could become the next big thing with uh, all the... For me, the ability to move up in weight classes, so I'm excited. You feel pressure when people are giving, making out that you're the next best thing, and you can become a multi-world champion. You're going to fight here, there, and everywhere. Do you feel any pressure in that? I feel like it's not any pressure. I'm kind of excited because the pressure is here because I have been working hard my whole career, and I'm just excited because I know like there's going to be doubters and be haters, and uh, there's now there's supporters now, and I just the things I do don't change. It's just cameras around now. You're a Mexican-American fighter. Now two Mexican-Americans are fighting on Saturday night here in Frisco. Mikey Garcia, Jesse Vargas. You probably don't want to make a prediction because they're probably both your friends, but what's your thoughts on that fight? They're both great fighters. They both come to fight day in and day out. And um, I feel like it's going to be a, a great fight, but I feel like no disrespect to Jesse Vargas, Mikey Garcia should pull out the victory. And uh, one quick one as well, get your thoughts on last Saturday night, Wilder versus Fury. Wilder, uh, Fury su seems to have surprised everyone the way he approached that fight. Were you surprised at all? Um, I was surprised, honestly, but um, Fury is a hell of a fighter. Wilder, Fury stepped up to the occasion, Wilder didn't, and um, Fury's on another uh, level, and uh, the UK fans are something to watch. They're wild, they're proud, and they're really respectful, they have class, and it's, it was a great sight to watch. Well, Mark, I know you've been here all day. You're probably ready to just go chill out, have some burgers or whatever. But again, I thank you for this Fightful TV champ and you'll probably hopefully see you again soon. Thanks very much, Mark. Thank you. This is Andy Baroff, Boxing Social, in association with Betfred, and I'm joined by middleweight prospect Diego Pacheco here in Texas. Diego, firstly, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you, brother? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Obviously, good to hear you're doing well yourself. It's been a, a while since I've last caught up with you. How's life been treating you? How have you found the, the first couple of months of the new year? Uh, really well. You know, I, um, after my last fight, I took a, a little break because, you know, I did eight fights in the, my first 12 months as a pro. So uh, I feel the camp went really well and just excited to be here, man, ready to perform. Let's just reflect on that, obviously, as I've got you away from every media event that's going on at the minute. How have you found your first year or so as a professional boxer in comparison to amateur? 
you know, it was it was a complete change in my life, you know, from going from amateur to pro. But, you know, I feel like everything's going really well, everything's going as planned, and, you know, I'm just excited for the future, man. Obviously seen Eddie sign another youngster today, Mark Castro, in and amongst a lot of others uh, who were all young when he signed yourself, as well as Mark. How are you finding actually being part of a stable of so many young prospects? So you'd have probably boxed on similar shows with us amateurs. Yeah, definitely. All the guys, you know, Alexis, Nikita, all these guys, we're all, we're all like growing up together in the amateurs. So now to, to be able to, you know, we're all signed under the same promotion and to be able to fight under the same cards, it's, it's really good. You know, actually me and Alexis, Alexis was on this yeah. card as well. We used to talk about it as amateurs. We used to always talk about it like, man, imagine us pros fighting on the same cards and stuff. And now it's happening, so... It's really cool, man. What do you think it is that, or look, at least from what we've seen back in the UK, a lot of you have kind of decided to sign with Eddie Hearn and Matt Drew. What, what is it that's appealed to you about them? Um, honestly, I feel like I feel like Eddie Hearn is the best promoter in boxing right now. Um, I know a lot of other guys who sign with different companies who who aren't as active or don't get as many fights as we do. So I just feel like Eddie Hearn is killing the game right now. I know Eddie speaks very highly of not only yourself but the rest of the youngsters coming through from the US as well as back home in the UK. How much does that mean to you to have that trust from him and that kind of extra push to want to get you out as much as possible? Yeah, exactly, man. Eddie's a great guy. Um, I feel like he's a, a true fan of all his fighters. You know, he motivates us all the time. You know, he tells us to keep working hard. And, and you know, it means a lot to have someone like him speak so highly of us. Yeah, it's really good, man. I asked Mark earlier, what was his first conversation like with Eddie? What was your first conversation like with Eddie? Can you remember it? Yeah, I remember um, when I signed with him, um, uh, my manager put him on the phone with me. Like, we did a three-way call, and I was just like, man, I'm really talking on the phone with Eddie Hearn. Like, it was just crazy, man. But I, I met him in Chicago for the first time, and as soon as I met him, he was really cool, a real cool guy. What's he like away from the cameras? Because I've just done my interview with Frank Smith, and Frank said, off-camera, he's obviously very professional, very businessman-like, but obviously on-camera, we see a completely different side. We see the no-context-turn side that we see. What, what's, what's he like off-camera? Uh, Eddie Hearn, um, he's really cool, man. He's a really funny guy. Um, uh, I, f I feel like um, on, on when he's like on stage, it's like the same way he is with us. You know, he's a real, really funny. Uh, he's really cool, and yeah, he's just a, overall a nice guy. Obviously, in your position now, you're edging ever closer to ten and zero. How how are you kind of seeing the rest of this year playing out for yourself? Once you reach that landmark, how do you kind of see the rest of the year going? Uh, I feel like this year would be like another year of just developing, you know, getting experience. And I feel like next year would be a really big year for me where, uh, you know, I want, I want to get into the little title fights, you know, NABF fights and, and WBC youth and stuff like that. Uh, I can't wait to get to those little titles. I can see a lot of the little gleam and the smile on your face just mentioning titles. If it was up to you, what level do you feel you could operate at now? Do you feel like you could actually fight for certain titles at the lower, what lower down right now? But obviously you've got to follow the path that Eddie's guiding you. Or yeah, I feel like I'm ready. I'm ready to fight for those little titles because you know, not to say any names, but I spar with some guys who have titles like that, and I'm like, man, come on. <laughs> but you know, I just trust my team. You know, trust my management team, my training team. You know, whenever they they think I'm ready, then you know that's when we'll be ready. Obviously. Again, was a brilliant amateur background for yourself, and you've started to turn heads as a professional. How are you finding any added pressure with that? Have you seen any added pressure in yourself, or has it been kind of a breeze as of yet? Uh, yeah, I feel like um, in every fight, you know, I have a lot of there's big expectations on me, you know, and I feel like um, you know there's always a lot of people watching me and a lot of people who look up to me. So I feel like I always have to prepare myself 100% to perform. But you know, it's always been like that, so it's not really any pressure. It's just more like 
that's what I have to do, you know. Obviously, again, I spoke to Mark earlier. Mark mentioned Eddie said he wants to try and get him to across Europe to different countries. When can we expect to see you start to make waves across Europe? Um, my last fight was in Saudi Arabia, but uh, this year, hopefully, um, I'll be in the UK. Fight my first fight in the UK. I can't wait to go out there. So obviously, I, I remember your fight in Saudi. I was out there covering that, that card. But just with Europe itself, and you mentioned the UK, what's your thoughts on the British fans? I spoke to Mark, again, to bring you Mark up. But I spoke to him off camera and he said he loves the British fans and the way that they are. What was your initial thoughts on the British fan base from boxing? Yeah, um, I mean, they're, they're really big on boxing out there, huh? Because I have a lot of followers, uh, British followers from the UK, and, and a couple of my friends who fought in the UK, like the magician, uh, Ota, Ota Jones, um, they tell me all the time, they're like, man, when you go out there, you're going to love it. The fans are go crazy. So, yeah, I'm excited to go out there. You going to enjoy the food out there as well? <laughs> uh, I hope so, yeah, I hope so. And obviously, you just wanted to get, get forward on Saturday night now. What should we expect from you come Saturday? What do you know about your opponent? Um, but my opponent, I know he, I know he's real experienced. He has a few, a lot, a lot of fights. Um, but I know he's never been in anyone in the ring with anyone who's as good as me. So um, I'm real confident, and I know I had an amazing training camp. So expect great things from me for sure. Just want to work our way through the card and come on to a couple of uh, topics as well. The headline fight: Michael Garcia versus Jesse Vargas. I've said it to everybody in my interviews. It's been a fight which has possibly slid under the radar simply because of Walter Fury being the weekend before. But it is a brilliant fight. People working out, can Mikey operate at 147? Is Jesse going to be too big for him? Obviously, he's world, both of them world-level fighters. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, you know, I admire those guys both uh, a lot. I, you know, growing up as a kid, I, I remember watching them both on TV. So to be able to fight on the undercard is amazing. And, and I expect, you know, it's going to be an amazing fight between both, both great champions. Roman Gonzalez as well. I know he's Nicaraguan, but he's known across those smaller weights for at one stage being a potential pound for pound contender. What do you expect to see in his bout against Cali Foy? Uh, you know, Chocolatito, he's a true legend of the sport. You know, he's an amazing fighter. Um, and his opponent, I, I've never seen him fight. I've seen a few of his highlights, and he's a really good good fighter. You know, he's the longest um, British... Yeah, yeah. British longest reigning world champion. Yeah, yeah, so he's, he, first, he's that for a reason, you know. So, you know, I expect a great fight. Um, I hear a lot of people saying that that's the real main event of the, of the show, so we'll see. I mean, obviously, just to move away from the car, just get your thoughts, as we mentioned it. Walder Fury 2 is... He's obviously just about, what, four days ago, five days ago now. What was your thoughts on Tyson's stoppage victory? Yeah, um, you know, I, Tyson, you know, I know he's a great boxer. You know, I thought he was going to box him for the first few rounds, and I thought Wilder was going to catch him with that right hand. But uh, it was impressive, you know, Tyson Fury gave it to him, and, and he finished it well. Obviously, after the fight, Deontay came out and he said his costume uh, weighed him down a lot on his ring walk and he didn't agree with his corner throwing him a towel. What were your thoughts on both of those comments? I thought they should have they should have thrown a towel uh, like a round or two before they did. But and about the costume, man, you know who knows, you know. <laughs> yeah. Could we expect to see you have a ring walk like that in the future? No, definitely <laughs> not. No, simple guy, keep it simple. Obviously, Deontay has also said he's going to exercise that rematch clause. We'll expect a third bout. Something you're interested in? Um, I feel like it's going to be the same outcome as the, the last fight. Um, I feel like they should just go for Fury and, and AJ. That's what I was going to ask you. you know, if Fury Joshua was to happen, how do you see it playing out? Uh, this is a really tough fight. You know, Fury is a, a great boxer. He's really big. Um, but AJ is also a good boxer, and, and I like how he puts his punches together. Um, 
A lot of people don't, wouldn't agree with it, but I'd go with AJ. Is that just because he saw me match room as well? <laughs> Everyone says that, but no, I really, I'm a big fan of AJ, so I, I feel like AJ will be able to uh, finish it off. He would definitely be a brilliant fight, and not one that I'm going to call myself, I'll sit on the fence. But Diego, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you once again. I hope I'll speak to you soon, and hopefully in the UK as well. Thank you for speaking to Boxing Social. Uh, yeah, thank you everyone for the support, and just follow my journey all the way to the top. Thank you. So after Tyson Fury's emphatic performance over Deontay Wilder, him winning the WBC belt raised the conversation of a possible undisputed fight with Anthony Joshua here in the UK, which would be absolutely insane because obviously both Brits um, and both heavyweight champion of the world, it would be an incredible event, an incredible fight. Um, and obviously there's already been loads of talk, Eddie Hearns talked about it and Frank Warren has spoke to Talk Sport and this is what he has had to say. We want to get this fight on, on a 50-50 basis. Joshua needs Tyson. He's in his split stream now. It's Fury versus Joshua, not Joshua versus Fury. Joshua's got Tyson's belts he vacated. Tyson's the main man, but egos have to go out the window. So this is, I mean, these situations have stopped fights happening before. Like, obviously, we also had the issue when Joshua was meant to fight Wilder. I'm sure there was loads of negotiation issues um, for months on end. And uh, already you can understand that there's two big uh, personalities, two big teams clashing. So there will be many issues for this fight to get made. What do you think? Who would have to go first if they were to fight on the poster? Like, would it be Joshua versus Fury or would it be Fury versus Joshua? Who deserves to go uh, to have their name, should I say, um, in the, in, on the first bit of the poster? Um, it's something that, you know... You never really have an issue with uh, until you get to the top of the game, especially in a fight like this with this type of magnitude. Like I've said already, two Brits, two heavyweight champions. It's probably the biggest fight. It is the biggest fight in British boxing history, so you can understand that happening. But like I said, let us know in the comment section below who do you think uh, is the A-side of this fight, I should say. Um, and make sure to comment down below. Make sure to subscribe to the channel for all the latest content. Hey Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking the icon right here and also hit the bell button so that you can get alerts every time we upload a new video.